I don't know about y'all, but from what I've learned in history, watching documentaries, and just good old-fashioned reading, I ain't trying to be nobody's queen. I mean, if you think about it, queens were out here losing if they had an actual king. What you really want to be is the mistress, because the mistress was motherfucking winning. sipping on Uncle Nearest. And yes, I know I've spoken about Uncle Nearest a few times, but tonight we're trying the 1884 small batch whiskey. I've been talking about the premium whiskey um, and wanted to try the small batch to see what it's talking about. And to be perfectly honest, there is just a slight difference in the taste the 1884 is roughly $10 to $20 cheaper, depending on where you buy it. But it's just as smooth and just as good, honestly. Um, and this is, as I've said before, the proud leg legacy of Nearest Green. And each small batch comes from barrels chosen by its founders, which are actually fifth-generation green descendants, which is pretty dope. And the master blender is a woman, Victoria Edie Butler. And her signature can be found on the back of every bottle of the Uncle Nearest 1884 small batch. So if you're a fan of whiskey, good premium whiskey, a fan of women-owned businesses, a fan of black-owned businesses, and just a fan of good-ass liquor, be sure to go out and get you some Uncle Nearest Small Batch 1884, a whole hundred years before I was born, okay? <laughs> and as always, let's get into it. It seems like every time you get on social media, turn on the television, or even talk to friends on the phone... The main thing people say, women in particular nowadays, is, you know, queen this, queen that. Specifically when it comes to relationships. I'm his queen, he's my king. Oh, he treats me like a queen, I treat him like a king. I want to find my king, I want my man to treat me like a queen. Y'all get the picture. And while I understand the sentiment behind it, I don't think people are really paying attention to what they're saying, or maybe they just are, you know, ill-informed. So, of course, I'm going to get on my Leah shit <laughs> and inform you guys. So, Leah, what's wrong with people saying, oh, I want to be his queen, or I'm his queen, he's my king? Nothing's wrong with it. If that's what you want to say, that's what you want to do, then do you, boo. I'm strictly talking about me and mine, okay? 
I get that the sentiment behind it is saying that you want to be treated well, um, that you want your man to put you in high regards and on some level, probably a pedestal and that you do the same. You treat your man like a king, um, whatever that may be for you. Right. But for me, that don't work (laughs) because if we pay attention to history, Queens were treated like shit, to be perfectly honest. Um, Not all queens, but the vast majority. The exception to the rule was treated well or had a really good relationship with their king. Okay, For the most part, let's just start at the beginning. Queens didn't necessarily get to choose, or not necessarily, they didn't get to choose their husbands. Often they were pretty much sold by their parents, by their father, I should say, to whatever king um, could pay or whatever king um, it made sense to. um, It was a strategy, right? A strategic move. Most queens were picked because um, their lands were rich or they wanted to create an ally or it just made some type of gain for the king. It wasn't because of love, guys, right? And let's say that they were married and together. A lot of queens weren't happy with their kings because they were forced to be with them. And let's say that they even fell in love with them and the king actually treated them okay. Well, guess what? That shit could change on a whim because queens didn't really have any rights. As a human being, as the wife of the king, that was really title only. Now, they had rule or had a little power over their subjects inside the palace, like their handmaidens and the people in the palace bowed to them. All superficial things because at the end of the day, they had no real power. And their only purpose was to fuck and create an heir. A male heir. Because we all know if you didn't have a male baby back in the day, you was going to die. How many queen's heads got chopped off for the mere fact that they had a baby that was a girl? Or they couldn't get pregnant? Now, I'm not saying that it was something wrong with them. Because it probably was something wrong with the king that his ass was infertile. But you can't tell the king that it's always going to be the queen's fault. So, you know, death becomes her, right? And let's say that the king got his male heir and was tired of you. Guess what? You're going to die. Let's say that the king just got tired of looking you in general. You're going to die. Let's say that you talked back one too many times, didn't fuck him right, didn't put his right food in the right place, didn't dress right, didn't look cute, didn't say something he wanted you to say, you're gonna die. And there was absolutely, positively, nothing you could do about it. Let's just be honest, people. And also, the king could fuck whoever he wanted to fuck. It was well known. The mistresses were well known, lived in your house. You can't say shit to them because that's the king's mistress. Most of the time, the king's affection lied with the mistresses, 
Why? Because they could hand choose them. They were whoever they wanted them to be. That's why I say, don't call me the queen. Call me the motherfucking mistress. Because the mistresses was out here winning. And we'll get more into that right after this. Are you an entrepreneur or small business owner and tired of wasting time and money on those DIY website designs? I'm here to help. Willow & Co. will offer professionally designed websites for a low deposit and monthly payment. Not only are you getting a professional design, but you're also getting hosting, domain, updates, and maintenance all for one low price. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Why spend months trying to figure out a site and keep paying on something that's not working for you? Grab your professionally designed site for low monthly costs and stick with the important stuff like running your business. Head on over to willowandco.com. That's W-I-L-O-A-N-D-C-O.com. Or shoot them an email, design at willowandco.com. So no, don't call me your queen. Call me your mistress. Let me tell you why mistresses were winning back in the day, right? In the times of kings and queens, because a mistress could actually still have their life. Their one job was to fuck the queen king and fuck them well. That's it. Some of y'all may say, Liam, that's a hoe. Well, it's not much difference from what a lot of y'all are out here doing now. You're fucking for Birkin bags. You're fucking to get your nails done. You're fucking to get a new wig. I mean... At least in those days, you were living in a palace, you had maids, you had a cook, you had your clothes custom created for you. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> mistresses was winning. And the mistresses, generally speaking, were treated better than the wife because the king nine times out of 10, had some type of feelings or fondness for the mistress. And you know what? The queen didn't have shit to say about it. She couldn't. If she said something about it, you die. Now, the queen can't have uh, another man. If she gets found with another man, guess what? You're gonna die. A mistress, on the other hand, gets all the gifts they get all the same, you know, comfortable surroundings that the queen does. They get the same handmaids, the same servants, the same food. They get everything the same except the treatment because their only job is to please the king. They don't have any pressure. If they get pregnant, okay, it's just a bastard, right? <laughs> That's what it was seemed as, deemed as. It doesn't matter. You don't have a pressure. If you have a, a girl, you're not going to get killed because you didn't give the king, you know, a male heir. And guess what? If the king had been with the queen for a long time, right, and the queen did not produce a male heir, 
and you come around as a mistress and do, guess what? You just might get elevated, boo. <laughs> and in this case, you'll be treated better because you actually could do something that the former queen could not. So no, don't call me your queen. Call me the motherfucking mistress for those reasons because they were out here living their best lives. Now, that wasn't going to be all we talked about today. This kind of is a segue into the whole, you know, perception that people have about relationships, specifically via social media. So another one of these things that I see a lot is people tagging other couples as relationship goals, specifically famous people or celebrities as hashtag relationship goals. I take issue with that as well. And I say that because I don't know what the fuck them people's relationship is like behind closed doors. Even if it's not a celebrity and say that it's people that you just have on your friends list. Like you don't know what those people's relationship is. You're only going to see the good things, the positive things, because that's what people are going to post on social media, specifically if they're posting about their relationships. They're not going to post the negative things. They're not going to post the arguments, the name calling, the lonely nights, the cheating, the beating, the cursing out. They're not going to post that shit. So all you're seeing is the, the good stuff. And if you a grown ass person and been in a relationship at any point in your life, you do realize that relationships are not always 100% perfect. My relationship isn't 100% perfect, but it's 99.9%. Oh, I digress. What I'm saying is, is how does one become relationship goals? And for the most part, I see people hashtag relationship goals on those who they deem rich or have some type of um, public notoriety. And I wonder if that's what's making you say relationship goals because these people have money, because they're in the public eye, because they take cute Instagram photos like, if you have a legitimate reason on why these people are relationship goals, then I 100% understand. Let's take, for instance, my forever president and first lady, Mr. Obama and Miss Michelle Obama, okay? Because they genuinely seem to have a really loving, caring, down-to-earth, real relationship. And not just because of what we've seen on TV, but because they both dive into it individually. If you've read Michelle's book, Becoming, she goes into great detail um, about their relationship, how it started, how she didn't like him, how he was fickle, how stuff was happening, but how they ended up falling in love, right? For me, relationship goals is people who stick it out through good times, bad times, who is there before the riches, who is there before the fame and fortune and notoriety. Um, relationship goals to me is people who put in the work, right? Not just take cute Instagram photos um, and not just post 
my man crush Mondays and woman crush Wednesdays and not because that guy um, on social media goes to social media to tell me how much they care about me, right? That's one of my pet peeves. Why do you have to post on social media how much you care about? Oh, I love you, baby. You're my queen. Like, why? Why do you need to post that on social media? If social media wasn't here, what would you do? Like, pick up the phone and have that conversation. And if you're saying, oh, I do, okay, well, if you do, then why post it on social media? Nowadays, we are so used to show and tell, right? I've actually had girlfriends or friends of mine who, like, get annoyed because their man, their significant other doesn't post about them on social media or doesn't come on their page and comment under their photos. Like, I don't understand that. How is that a real relationship and what difference does that make inside your relationship? I've also had friends and associates who on Facebook, on social media, in the public, on the news, they look great, right? They were everybody's relationship goals. People are posted, oh, I want to be like you. This is black love, black excellence, uh, exactly how I want to be with my relationship. Oh, I just love y'all. Y'all are so great together. And guess what? She was getting that ass whooped and so was he. They was fucking other people. They were cheating on each other. They damn kids didn't even want to be around them. Come on now. But all that's behind closed doors and you don't see it. Because perception is a motherfucker. I'm only going to show you what I want you to see. Especially on social media. So we have to be careful about who we put up on a pedestal. Who we claim that we want to be. So what are your actual relationship goals? Like what do you want to accomplish in a relationship? Because when I think of goals... The same rule applies whether it's for work or for personal reason. A goal is something, a tangible outcome that I want to attain. This is some type of length away from where I am now that I can actually attain, conquer, and then set another goal, right? It's something that's going to help me improve myself, improve my finances, improve my family, is some type of improvement, not because it's cute or not because it looks good. So in a relationship, my relationship goal, to be perfectly honest, is to be happy, to be happy and remain happy, to smile and laugh more than I cry and am upset. My relationship goal is not to go to sleep mad. Y'all look, it's very rare that I get actually mad at Eric, right? Like, I'm not saying that I agree with everything that he says in life and I love his dirty draws. It's not like that. But we've come to an understanding in a place in our relationship where we don't get mad at each other. If we're upset about something, we talk it out. And if we can't come to an agreement, then we agree to disagree and move on to something else because life is too short to be mad at someone that you call yourself in love with, right? But let's just say that I say, fuck all that, I'm going to stay mad, right? <laughs> Which I can't do. 
I just refused to go to bed angry. I did that in my previous marriage where I went to bed mad, woke up mad, was during the day mad, was just mad all the damn time. And I just made a conscious choice in my life and for my health and for my sanity to not be mad. Not with the person that's supposed to be my sanctuary, not with the person that's supposed to be my peace, right? How can you be my peace if you're constantly making me mad? And I refuse to go to bed upset because hell, I might not wake up or fuck it. He might not wake up. I don't want the last thing that's remembered of me or that's remembered of him as an argument or being mad at each other. I don't take any moment for granted anymore, right? I think we get used to and accustomed to somebody just being there, that person being there, especially when you've been together for years and you take advantage of it and you get used to it until they're gone and then you are sad and and wish that you had said so much and done so many things. Uh, We out here trying to live our best life now while we can, while we are of able body and an able mind, right? That's my relationship goals. Let's conquer this world together. Let's start a business. Let's get this money. Yes, money can be a goal, but that shouldn't be the only thing that makes somebody relationship goals. What are you doing with that money? Let's get this money so we can help other people. Let's get this money so we can leave a legacy and a dynasty for our families. Let's get this money so we can travel and go to different places experience different cultures, immerse ourselves in different cultures, learn different things about different people. And let's bring that back to our family. Let's bring that back to our kids. So our kids aren't bigots and aren't assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like there's other things out here beside a Birkin bag. I don't want no expensive ass purse because what I'm going to do with it? What you spend on that? Hell, we could have caught a flight somewhere and had an actual experience. I don't want that. Material things don't mean much to me, right? I don't need you to call me your queen and I don't need to call you my king. How do you actually treat the person that you're with? Because I know plenty of people who call their girls their queen and they treat them like hoes. They treat them like maids if they talk to them. Sometimes they don't even get any type of communication. They out here dogging them and and disrespecting them at every turn. But on social media, you know, that's their king. That's their queen. I know women who out here calling their man their king, but yet they got Tom, Dick, and Harry on sidelines doing stuff for them. They're complaining about their man. He doesn't treat me right. But (laughs) it doesn't matter if he don't treat you right as long as he buy you a bag, right? As long as he paid to get your nails and your hair done, then he becomes your king again. We got to be careful about our words out here, people, because words become actions and our actions become habits. I don't need a man to give me my crown. I'm my own motherfucking queen. I can fix my own crown. Thank you. Move on with your life. The only way I want to be a queen as if I'm a queen by my own right, birthright. This is my land. This is my um, crown. This is my territory. You know, these are my people. And I'm not getting married. 
I'm going to have my own crown and I'm going to ride that motherfucker till I die. <laughs> that's the only way I want to be a queen because that's the only way you're going to have any type of respect, right? Back in the day. That was the only way that you could actually live and make decisions and do what you wanted to do. But you still had to look over your shoulder on a regular basis because there was always some man lurking, waiting to undermine you, to overthrow you, to kill you. There was always some man looking to marry you. And guess what? If it was your land, if it was your kingdom and you got married, guess what? Now it's the king's because he was a man. So that's where my problem lies when people say, oh, that's my king, that's my queen. Because how soon we forget history, right? History does not back up what you're saying. Again, I get the sentiment behind it. And if you're actually being treated that way, then kudos to you. That's wonderful. But I don't want to be a queen. I want to be the mistress because the mistress has more fun.